Hello and welcome to the Last Looks podcast, a show where we catch up with talented hairstylists and makeup artists in the film and television industry. We'll pick their super creative brains and find out all the good stuff. Join me, your host, Jamie Lee, in finding out what's what in the hair and makeup departments around the world. Now it's time for Kit Corner, where we shine a spotlight on artists who've created products with the film and television industry in mind. Products designed by artists for artists. Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you? Oh, good, thank you. Hey, now yourself and James McKinnon have created something pretty special, an education platform for makeup artists called Beauty Masterclass. Now, what is Beauty Masterclass and how did it come about? So Beauty Masterclass is a place for makeup artists to kind of upgrade their education. So if you have already gone through school or if you are self-taught and you're working and you found that you just want to upgrade your educations. You know, I found in makeup school, I only did one day on certain skin tones or one day on certain types of makeup. And it really wasn't enough to make me proficient enough to get a job or to go and be confident enough to be on set as an assistant with a makeup artist or to even go out for that job after I've been an assistant. And I found that I really needed more education. So this is what we have decided to do is bring together a bunch of makeup artists and say, here's where you learn how to be a professional makeup artist and gain that extra experience once you've already done some schooling or gotten some education and you just want to up your game a little bit. That's very cool. I think being able to see another person do it with their techniques and everything as well is always very helpful. Oh, absolutely. We have numerous makeup artists. It's about seeing the person's technique and I found that we're artists. There is no one way to do this. This isn't a math equation. There are so many ways to do the same thing and you'll end up with a similar result but it's about finding someone who speaks to you and who really does create and think the way that you do, who can help you learn and get to that next level. So what do you think sets Beauty Masterclass apart from other online education platforms? I think it's the fact that we have some incredible instructors. Our instructors, some have Emmys, some have Oscars, some have been printed all over the world in print and media and have done fashion shows for major fashion lines. So I think that we've really just gone out there and gone to get the best of the best in our industry. And we are continuously looking for those people. So anybody who's out there who's looking to to teach what they know, they should definitely get in contact with us. There's awesome, a great variety too, huh? Absolutely, yeah. We wanna make sure that we hit all aspects of our beauty industry. It's not just film and TV, it's also runway, it's editorial, it's print, it's weddings are a huge, massive part of our industry. And it's something that I find a lot of times we really overlook. That's awesome. Now, what type of education will people receive? So that's a great question. We are not a school. We want to make sure that the schooling is being left to the schools and that we are here to help upgrade your education. So we know that you only touch on things for a day, maybe even half a day in makeup school. And that's really not enough experience to go out there and be confident in having a job. So we are that place where you can go and say, I really didn't get enough on beard laying, or I really didn't get enough on 
on smoky eyes or no makeup makeup, whatever it is that you had trouble with, we really want to hone in on that and be able to make sure that you can buy that video, watch it numerous times. You can come back to the video. You can buy the makeup that you need. It's in your workbook and you can come back and watch it over and over again for six months. You have that video at your disposal. That's very cool. What can we look forward to seeing in the future from Beauty Masterclass? Oh, we have so many great things. We are doing giveaways every week of the makeup that is used in each video. You will be able to win that makeup so that you can follow along with the class. And we also have an amazing, beautiful, blog coming out uh, with Amy Richardson. She is helping to create this beautiful blog where we are going to highlight the history of makeup, the history of makeup artists, and where the makeup trends that we have today have come from in the past. And it's pretty comprehensive and a lot of education that will be totally free and available to makeup artists on our site. And also we are looking for contributors from all over the world. We'd like to talk about makeup styles and the history of makeup from everywhere in the world. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's great. And for those who want to get in on this action, where can they find Beauty Masterclass? They can always find us online at beautymasterclass.com or on social media at beautymasterclassonline. And for your listeners, we have decided to give them 25% off until July 15th using the promo code LASTLOOKS25. That's all lowercase letters, LASTLOOKS25. And we're very excited to see what they buy and what they learn. That is so cool. Thank you so much, Diane. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. Today, I'm speaking with hair designer Michelle Seglia and makeup designer producer Erin Kruger-McCash. These incredible women are responsible for creating the amazing looks on American Horror Story and also the Netflix miniseries Hollywood. Picture up. Last looks. Rolling. And action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, no problem. Now, Erin, you're a makeup designer and producer, and Michelle, you are a hair designer. Can we start the conversation with how and when did you ladies first meet, and what was the <laughs> first project you designed together? Uh, I'm already laughing because I think when we first met, it was Horror Story Season 1 when Zach got his hair in the rubber man suit. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, it's actually a good story because you had just finished Dexter like maybe a, a day before. I'm guessing, I don't even know. Did you know Monty and that's how you came on? I don't even remember how you came on. Gina and I knew each other. Sam. That's right. Gina Bonacquisti. And they introduced me to Monty. And so he brought me on to help out. And day one, we had two units, I think, because I was there with you and I don't remember who else, but um, like, do you want to tell? I'm basically, okay, <laughs> the rubber man suit many people wore and it was always a thing with the hair that a hairdresser would have to help you know with the getting the mask on and off we hadn't quite finessed the zipper hair yeah little placket thing underneath there <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> taking this off in the scene and i was watching him and one point i don't know what happened but it was like i turned my head he takes it off in the scene and the zipper fully got all of his hair like a mohawk oh anyway. my god <laughs> <laughs> 
Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't really know anybody yet. And I was just like, the director was like, somebody get me scissors. And I was like, everyone just get back. (laughs) I was like, no, we have to save this guy's hair. I don't even know this guy, but we have to save his hair. (laughs) It was crazy. But this was the first day that that Aaron and I met for sure. (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, she's going to do fine here because you have to be... I mean, there's a lot of positive parts about being bossy and some people just aren't cut out for being assertive on set or like, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, having an, I think it was a first AD or second AD was like, get me some scissors. And you just go, what are you doing? Like, just step back. And Michelle was like, hold up, (laughs) hold on, let me do this. And I was like, oh, she's going to do great here. Like, this is, I was like, yes, this is the person we need here. So um, that's how we met, kind of. Like, if she was on set with me, and I was just kind of like, hi, hi, you know, that kind of thing. And that was in mm-hmm. 2011. Okay. So we just kind of uh, did the American Horror Stories together, which was a lot. And then I'm trying to think of what the first show we designed together. I mean, well, I mean, I was around thanks to Monty for yeah four years before. But I mean, I feel like during that time it was, you know, the trailer was like one big family and yeah. there was always design aspects being thrown, you know, kind of out between the whole group in a way. But I mean, do we say Roanoke? Would Roanoke be the first? I think so. Because um, you were doing um, Captain America on um, for Hotel and that was Monty's last season. And I think then you came back on for Roanoke. Yeah, I guess that would be our the first show that we designed together. But we've since done like all kinds of other shows. God, it all just runs. It just runs together. You know, it just all kind of, <laughs> it's like, it's 2011. It's 2020. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we've done like a hundred shows since then. Now there's 10 seasons of Horror Story. Ryan's created 8 billion other shows. Yeah. 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 It's pretty amazing. But the American <laughs> Horror Story part, I think is the most intensive. There's so much, uh, all the shows are, but. I think as far as having to constantly think on your feet, that's American Horror Stories, that show. That's amazing. I mean, it's covered so many periods and storylines and I mean, it's really quite incredible. I still remember getting to the end of that first season and watching the first episode of the second season. I was like, what is going on here? That's the guy from the first one, but this isn't, he's not playing the same character. Like that to me was, I loved that so much. Throughout all of the American Horror Stories that you guys have done together so far, what would have to be your favorite season? Well, I mean, there's uh, there's a few. I mean, looking back on stuff, Michelle and I spent, I think it was like almost like a year and a half we spent in New Orleans on um, <clears throat> season three and four of American Horror Story. And the first year we were down there was so insane and there was a lot of like personal stuff going on with people and uh, we all lived in the same apartment on the same floor, apartment building on the same floor. (laughs) It was full dorm living. It was completely crazy. We were working pretty much like a hundred hours a week and my gosh, you know, like six days a week, we would get home at 7am on Sunday mornings to then go back to work at 5 a.m. on Monday. Oh, that turnaround's nasty. <laughs> it was hor- We had like 24 hours off a week. Oh. And in that time, we managed to have a lot of drinks and a lot of sodium as far as the food we were eating. 
<laughs> and having a lot of fun, which, I mean, it sounds so insane, but we had so much fun as well. I mean, if we got through that as a team and all our team members, we're all still super close with everybody that lives in New Orleans that now live in Atlanta, of course, but we had that. Then going back to, to the next season, which we knew what we were getting into, it was completely a different you know, theme. It was freak show. And we had a million different prosthetics and wigs and I mean, it ran the gamut. There was like, you know, eight people in prosthetics every day. Everybody had a wig on. Everybody had completely stylized period correct hair. And it was just, it was just insane, completely insane. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a whole different season. And and that was, that had a whole different vibe, just like the themes do. So okay. those two, those two seasons are, are really crazy for me. I, I feel like Roanoke was a really fun season. I also really enjoyed Cult a lot though, too. And so each one of them has such a different feel to it. I don't know. What do you think, Michelle? Well, I mean, I think for me, yeah. I mean, everything has been, every season has been special. And Coven and Freak Show, extremely special and high up on the list. I will also say doing Apocalypse was really special because we got to recreate the characters from past seasons that Mm-hmm. the fans loved and that we loved and it's like we got to have Jessica back and and mm-hmm. the whole outpost thing and like for hair we got to go nuts in the outpost um so you know Sarah and her big giant red mm-hmm. side of the Pacific Design Center hair <laughs> <laughs> those are like I mean good time and you know Leslie with the the birdcage which Aaron helped me create. Oh my goodness. It was a wig with a birdcage on top and and Aaron helped with I mean, really just scraping me off the floor, but um also (laughs) (laughs) she like crafted the bird. She crafted a bird out of hair and then she's like, Oh, let's do little you know, eggs and, and a nest. And I was like, oh my God, we're taking this to another level altogether. I mean, we have so much fun. I'm so grateful for all of it. I think you had spent all this time creating this birdcage. And then didn't we have some, there was a lot of like a lack of amount of drivers in town that year. And we had a new driver that like whipped the trailer around and like tossed <laughs> this incredible wig onto the ground. So many wigs were on the ground. Oh and they my were like, God. it was like the Leaning Tower of Pisa with like all the wires twisted and you were like, oh my God. And that was that was like wigs on top of wigs. That was um, And then you had to then you had to make a second one. I think you had to make a second one for a stunt person. <laughs> oh my God. But it was fun to make the little, you know, make the little bird and oh God, yeah, we got a little out of hand with it, but it was really fun. Well, yeah, that's when it gets fun when you get a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> like 90 miles an hour down Hollywood Boulevard over all the bumps. That's what oh happened. My God. Like drawers were open. I haven't had that kind of thing since maybe like non-union days. Like it was crazy. It's like horror stories hard enough, but then you literally just threw all the wigs and all the prosthetics everywhere. Oh my God. That's what nightmares are made <laughs> and of. And like scooping makeup into like the, the wash basin. You're like, what's this in here? Oh my <laughs> But you know, God. It's, it, it makes for such wonderful memories. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that was so chaotic then is like very laughable now, of course, but you know. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> it's but, true. Yeah. Did you drag that driver into the trailer to be like, look at what you did? Or he just 
he was there for like a day. So I don't even know who that was, to be honest. We we spoke to Transpo, but it wasn't someone that we knew to just to be like, look what you did. We would have if we knew who he was. <laughs> I think there was a lot of like, bidi, 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 bidi from our captain and much and much apologizing. So um, what yeah. are you going to do? I mean, things happen. Yeah. Oh my God. I just remembered too. I'm like that. Another thing that got destroyed was Evan as Mr. March. And anyway, there was a lot, but there was like two or three wigs that you had. Oh my God. It was so insane. We just stood there with our mouths open. Yeah. It's (laughs) devastating, especially the amount of time you would have put into it. It's like your little baby and it's just been thrown on the ground. Mm -hmm. I'm like on cult, please go ahead, drive the trailer fast. It wasn't that bad, (laughs) but not on apocalypse. (laughs) I know it's so true. So Uh, when you guys have your cast returning but playing different characters, how challenging did you find that to keep coming up with new looks and new ideas for them? I mean, that must have been a lot of fun, but did it pose any challenges as well? I think part of it is just uh, having to come up with something um, original, but a lot of it is that, you know, Ryan Murphy always always has some idea of what he wants to the characters to look like anyway. So we're already going in one direction of and figuring out what he wants things to look like. But there's funny is that uh, once in a while on Instagram will pop up like all of Evan's characters that have ever been done. And you're like, <laughs> holy cow. It's like, you know, there's 10 yeah. different looks or whatever of, of stuff he's done. And you're really surprised. That was literally Justin Cole. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, because remember, I think he literally did eight to 10 characters just that year because we had, to turn him into all the different cult leaders. That was one of leaders. my favorite things to do, really. It was yeah. so much fun, yeah. and we just kind of got out of control with the... Um... Well, initially, Dave Anderson, who does all did all of our prosthetics for that season, he kind of was like, I have these Andy Warhol prosthetics, and so what do you think about just go ahead and like doing it and like not saying anything about it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So then Ryan started calling me prosthetic hag because I was, I was like, just going, look, he's wearing prosthetics and Ryan didn't didn't even okay. And I just kind of did it. So, um, and and then all of a sudden it kind of got him in this role, I think of going, oh, we could put a bunch of prosthetics on Evan to make him all these different people. And, and it just took off into this completely insane place where he was wearing, you know, eight piece appliance makeups where we were taking them off while the sun was coming up. So then he could become Jesus Christ. 30 minute, 30 minute Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> we took him from Jim Jones, Jim Jones. in a, his Jim Jones in a, in a wig and fat makeup. Well, yeah. you know, the Jim Jones mm-hmm. prosthetics. Um and yeah, the sun was coming up and in 30 minutes, this was like such a fun moment. It was like me, Mike and Aaron in the trailer, right. sun coming up, ripping everything off of him and cha- and Dave uh ripping everything off of Evan, throwing everything on to make him Jesus and then they put him on yeah, what, like, like cables and pulled him up into the sky. I mean, it yeah. was insane. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, on another unit shooting across town was all of the, we were recreating oh, yeah. all the, the, the Manson Tate Manson. murders. Oh my yeah. God. So that was happening yeah. on the other side of town, which was crazy and yeah. beautiful, but <laughs> oh my God, it, that kind of stuff happens all the time. And I think we're just such masochists and we enjoy it so much, really. <laughs> well, cause then, I mean, we got it done. It was a huge accomplishment and so much fun. That's the part of it. Adrenaline is let's see if we can do this. And we always do. Yeah. 
in terms of hair for creating different characters, mm. I mean, yes, Ryan starts off with his inspiration and everything. I always try to keep track of everything that's been done and like adjust colors in mm-hmm. a different direction and, you know, suggest colors and stuff that we haven't yeah, done before. Absolutely. Different details. There's so many different out. looks that we do. It's, it ends up being like, oh, well, that color was just like that season. Let's not do that. Because really, it's the fans are so rabid on this show that they'll yeah. point stuff out to you all the time. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. we try not to think about, you know, be influenced by what the outside world is interested in because it is very much about what Ryan wants. And if he wants something to look a certain way, we're doing it. But we do try to yeah. constantly make things different and new. And, you know, a lot of it is homages to different things that he's obsessed with. And but we're always trying to put a little spin on it. And so we just try and do things that are different. And he's got that kind of brain, though, which is terrific. And it's it makes for the amazing part of, you know, our attention deficit as artists really make this kind yeah. of show really, really generates that cool. Let's reinvent this. Let's make this different. That kind of feeling. And then sometimes we're like, oh my God, let's do this and this and this and this. And we're like, why did we do all of that? (laughs) I'm just thinking of some commitments that we made that we were very excited for in the beginning and sounded so rad. And then it was like, whoa, this is just a ton of work we created to have to recreate, do it over and over and over and over. It's just not, yeah. So sometimes that happens. There are times too when it's like, I know that in your world where it's a lot of my prosthetic stuff, unless it's a a character driven and it's on every single day, a lot of it is um, with you is like, we should do this as a wig. And then it's like, no, I don't want a wig. Ryan's like, I don't want a wig. So then you're Mm. bleaching and dyeing Evan's hair blue, like every three days. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was like, that was like, no, we want a half an inch of root. Some blonde, like it's faded uh, and blue, but then the right blue, but also Evan doesn't have the sides of his hair, but he doesn't want a wig and blah, blah, blah. That was like extensions and Frankenstein oh within an inch of its life and constant keeping up with even Billy. With oh, the, yeah. Those colors were nuts. Billy's hair too. Those colors were nuts. I'm like, they'd come in the trailer and be like, you guys were living your best life this weekend, weren't you? Because it's all... We got to recolor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's those, I mean, it's those looks that are, end up being the hardest, that are the just the natural, mm-hmm. lived in, nasty, this dude fucked up his hair color, let it grow out, just trying to recreate that and then keep it the same. Oh, my gosh. It is. That was insane. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, I think we all just have our mouths open half the time and, like, trying to give each other a little, like, good job, good job. Good job. That yeah. was great. No. <laughs> yeah we all look a little exasperated and then like you know just pat each other on the back and and give that support of like you killed it you nailed it let it go I think that's exactly what you need in those in those kind of situations so having a good team with you is um paramount oh yeah I mean our our teams are amazing I don't even know if there's any I can't even think of any really any years of of people, you know, maybe a couple, but for the most part, our, our main teams have just been so amazing. Everyone's like fully committed, bends over, bends over backwards. Like everyone is just as, I guess, in love with the show as we are and appreciates the, the creativity. I mean, I'm grateful for that. Oh yeah. I I mean, Kim Ayers is my, my right hand, like literally is feeding me food when I don't have anything to eat. (laughs) 
<laughs> she oh. is incredibly talented and keeps me on track and just she's been there every season last season I didn't do um the makeup on the show I had uh Carly Herbert and Abby Clausen and Mo Meinhardt did uh where the makeup department the makeup was amazing on it last year I I, I was still producing and, and supervising um, and then my husband, Mike McCash, was in charge of, he was a uh, co-department head last year. Um, and he does all the prosthetics on it. But Mike's been on every season and I can't do the show without him. He's so inventive and creative. So between Kim and Mike, I have uh, the ultimate, cool, amazing, inventive team. And <laughs> we tend to feed off each other. And we're like, you know, an amazing family. And then with Michelle and having her team, we she's had a few people on as her keys. And they've been yeah. fantastic. I know last year, Annalyn Cruz just completely killed the hair looks. Um, Annalyn Cruz and, and Tashi Lanashi. Uh, also, I mean, the year before, it's like Helena oh, yeah. and Lydia and oh, Marcus so Myers good. and... Valerie, <laughs> Val, I can't forget Val Jackson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, you know, we've had a lot of incredible hairstylists come through. So yep. many. That is awesome. And I think with a show like that, I mean, you need artists that are up for a challenge because if they're thinking mm-hmm. that they're just going to do a little beach wave and sit on the sidelines all day, um, I think they're in for a hell of a shock, aren't they? <laughs> my, rule, my rule is no beach waves unless Leslie Grossman yeah. forces it. <laughs> She's the only one who's allowed a beach wave occasionally. <laughs> it's true. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good rule to have, Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so with that design process, I mean, so everything's really coming that first step from Ryan Murphy, and then you guys get to play with what's kind of handed in your direction. Yeah. And is he mm-hmm. quite, he's pretty involved in the whole development in every character yes. creation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And he's, uh, he'll have some obscure, um, uh, you know, research that he's like, I want to do it like this, or he'll have like three or four different ideas that he wants to kind of put together. And then once we get started, I think, um, we're still doing tests and stuff, but he's, he's still hands on with, with how he wants the show to look, but he has so many shows going on that sometimes we kind of take a, a step where we're saying, you know, a lot of it, maybe I can say, no, no, that's right. That's the way we should go with that. Because having worked for him for so many years, yeah, um, I've worked for him since 2003. So there's a lot of, I kind of know his eye and what he wants. It, it is a little bit of, you know, you're, you're going, okay, that that's probably the direction we want to go. And then there's some things where you're like, we really should have him check, check this out. But in the beginning, it's all about like where, the, where the characters are going and, and, mm. um, there's just, it's, it's super fast as far as trying to get all that stuff decided and then where it's going. Do you guys get all the scripts first up or are they coming through as you're shooting? Oof. Coming through. I mean, like almost to the point that right. we're getting like yeah. a partial script um, the day before. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for sure. Or just surprise characters mm-hmm. all the time, really. You know, it's like a Tuesday and they're like, Angela Bassett might come Thursday heads up and you're like to be who (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean I don't have that wig you guys must have very large hats that you pull things out of (laughs) it's um I mean that was that was its own amazing creation as uh Randy uh 
Yeah, I want to give Randy Angela's uh, hairstylist for many, many years. Yeah. Michelle called him up and said, we're recreating the Marie Laveau wig, which was, you know, this 20 pound. um, Braids mm, down past her butt. Yeah. And no one could find find it it anywhere. (gasps) We we all searched. We looked for, you know, maybe Angela had it. Maybe Monty had it. No, no, couldn't find it. Maybe it was in a a box somewhere. You know how well that goes when everybody gets things put into storage. Um, Mm -hmm. No one could find it. And Randy had it made literally overnight, wasn't it, Michelle? Like within like 10 hours, they made that. Like four girls made that overnight. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. They stayed up all night and he picked it up at seven in the morning and brought it to set for us. And I was like It was so I mean, crazy. He literally brought Marie Laveau, otherwise she no, wouldn't it was, have been that there. was all that was all him and her and 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 his team of women. I mean, he works like that yeah. anyways with her though, all the time. Um and she's yeah. been with him for what, like 15 years or something at least, maybe longer. We would have never uh, been able to do no. that without Randy. That would be amazing. He's so much crazy. fun too. And yeah. and they um, they came in. Uh, I think it was it was probably even more fabulous than when it was on Coven. It was incredible. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Angela was like, "Can I take this?" One? <laughs> <laughs> at least you'll know where that one is if you need it again. <laughs> Didn't we yeah. call that one the bass yeah. or the trout or something? It was like the bass. It was like because you would have it in your hands and it was wrapped in tissue paper it would weigh like 15 pounds or something it was crazy that whole that was a workout mm. that wig yeah. was a workout that's yeah. why she's always oh, moving heavy. it around so fabulously because it's like mm. this whole different creation <laughs> she was actually just doing a whole waist workout <laughs> that's how she sw- she'd swing it back and forth just work out a waist oh, <laughs> oh my, my goodness God. yeah i love how much you guys have to think on your feet that's awesome it just keeps things interesting doesn't it you're not getting bored anytime soon oh no no definitely not on that no you want to come back for more season after season so that's amazing i was gonna say though in in general though with like ryan will give some references or usually i have the moment of panic of like oh my god how am i gonna do this and what is this and blah 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 and like then we wind up creating something and growing through that experience because i was just thinking about jim on hollywood aaron and how that meeting basically turned into like, how are we go- going to uh, to sort out Jim's head? But anyway, are you talking about you're talking about Henry? What who's he playing? Henry Wilson? Yeah. And Henry you guys Wilson. did like a partial bald cap and a hair piece. Yeah, because um, Ryan wanted Jim to look just like Henry Wilson, who wore a quote unquote bad toupee, and so oh, okay. Michelle created this toupee with um, with Rob Pickens that had very heavy you know, root base and had like, um, you know, heavier knots and thin through, so you could see his scalp. And I think at one point Ryan was going to have him take the toupee off Mm, and put it like next to the bed. And then we were going to see his fine hair. So we had this beautiful, um, bald pate made from Vincent Van Dyke, who's been doing my prosthetics for the past couple of years. And Karen Jackson applied, I had Mike come in and do a base underneath the bald pate uh, create like a base for it to keep the hair very flat, which is what he had done for Versace. He and I uh, did the um, Edgar uh, mm. Ramirez makeup for Versace and the same kind of thing where we had to get very thick hair, very flat to put a prosthetic on and then put a uh, toupee on over that. 
Mm-hmm. And so he came in and did the base of that for me, designed that. Then Karen did that every day, did the makeup, and then Michelle did the the wonderful um, bad toupee on there. And he also wore contacts and teeth to look like Henry Wilson. And yeah. so some of the characters on the show, he Ryan wanted them to look just like uh, the person, and then other characters were an amalgam of different people. Okay. Sorry, I went off into the Hollywood world back to horror story. (laughs) totally fine. I'm just going to ask, Michelle, was that difficult for you to put a toupee on that's meant to look bad? (laughs) Um, Well, the hairline was hard for me to accept, but I still was a perfectionist about pushing the lace in and making sure nothing was showing, which, like, why, I guess, (laughs) but... um, But yeah, you know, even though it was supposed to look, you know, bad or whatever, then there's other things, even in those instances, there's things to obsess over, which like, for me, it was like, you know, separating it to make sure we saw like the beautiful scalp that was created and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, then I, then I would just, I'd have different things to obsess over, but sure. It hurts a little. Yeah. (laughs) You just have that internal struggle of like, oh no, no, but it's meant to be like that. It's meant to be like that. Just that constant reminder of it's meant to be like that. (laughs) Well, like there's a fine line between like I could be a perfectionist about something that has to be perfect or I could be a perfectionist about something that has to be absolutely disgusting and yeah. awful. Um, and I kind of like both the same. So I think we kind of started doing that bald pate thing where you're getting the hair laid down really well as on the lizard girl on Freak Show. I think that we did that. She had to have oh, that, that bald so top of her head where she, where we're putting t- um, tattoos over the bald pate. But Oh. everything just kind of blends over the top of each other like oh we did it on that we'll do that same kind of thing and it's very much a team effort I mean you can't just do do it with a you know by yourself that everybody comes together to figure it out that's awesome so you've flattened down the hair underneath and then what are you doing yeah I, I use the um the blue big sexy mm-hmm. gel and like get that down and that's the same thing I do for a bald cap is dry that down into a hard candy <laughs> shell. And then we do, then, usually right. we'll do offsite over at surgical tape, which is that very fine, very strong matte clear tape that has a double-sided peel away system. And then mm-hmm. put that down first and then that's matted down. Then you can paint over that. You can put Pax paint over that or whatever you want to put on there to get rid of the darkness of the hair. Okay. And then it won't create the ridges that the hair right. is. And then um, Vincent made us a little vacuform shell that Michelle mm-hmm. put um, some little wig clips in. And so we glue that down and put that and then hook that into the hair all across the back. Then the bald okay. uh, silicone paint goes over that. And then, um, and then the toupee on top of that. And a paint job yeah, in between. Paint <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah you do. Yeah, no, 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 and a beautiful paint job. I know, but it's like such a big process. I mean, I think I think it all together. He was probably the longest in hair and yeah. makeup. I think it was like two hours or something to get that on every day. <laughs> but Jim's such a trooper, and he loved. He really wanted to look different for that character. From he had just finished Big Bang, and he wanted to mm. be not the lovable nerd. He wanted to be the real jerk, um, which he yeah. played very well. So. Um, Henry Wilson was ridiculous and so funny, but so mean. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was a lot, big process. No, he did it very well. That's awesome. I think it's always nice to have the actor willing to kind of lean into that situation, isn't it? And just have the patience to let you do what you need to do. And and then as 
super happy with the end result. Like that's awesome. I think most of our cast knows what they're getting into. I was just going to say, yeah, everyone is like, they know what they're signing up for to be like totally transformed no That's matter good. what show. And some <laughs> of them are, Ryan. some of them are much more eager to do stuff like Dylan McDermott is ridiculous. He's just always like, I want a mustache. I want sideburns. I want a full beard. I want a long wig. And then I want a short hairdo and I want it to be gray. And then I want it to be blue. I want to wear teeth. How about contacts? I want to wear a nose. I mean, it's like, that's so much fun Evan is the same way Evan Peters is all about he loves wearing prosthetics and he loves creating characters um Sarah Paulson I mean Sarah Paulson's Mm -hmm. like our crowning jewel um Mm -hmm. and she she's always excited about doing something different as well and um it's just it makes for a really a really rewarding experience Absolutely. It's just more of a team effort, isn't it? It's like everyone's involved and mm-hmm. in wanting to get the best outcome for the for the job. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite sources for research when you guys are doing stuff like that? Where do you tend to look uh, for things? Well, I think each show is um, has its different, you know, amount of where, where we go for research, depending on if it's, there was a, like for Freak Show, there was this huge not. book, huge, huge book that's oh, yeah. like Tashin book. Mm. We went through that, looked through that a lot first, and we started doing, um, there was a lot of older pictures that we were researching. Sometimes I look on Pinterest. A lot of the stuff for Hollywood started with like Ryan's obsession with Harrell pictures. And then Michelle and I brought in uh, a lot of our family photos, like of our grandparents and ha- and what yeah. they looked like. We wanted it to have a very real feel. And so each show is a different, is got a different background of what kind of research we do. I, I usually always start with just the books that I have at home as opposed to like looking online because a lot of stuff, even, I mean, as, as far as Hollywood goes, there's so much pinup stuff online right now and you don't really know if you're going to get something that's authentic. So, um, yeah. yeah, you can't really tell exactly. You can't always tell that it's exactly the year you're looking for. And I think we get pretty Definitely. specific on that. Or we try to stay yeah, really we true We try to, to be identifiable. We don't want something that's going to be anything that's, you know, we, we, we try to go to the stereotype of that year because that's what lends to the believability. And we had also just done Ratchet, which is the, I think it's the exact same time period. It has a completely different look to it, though. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is very, yeah. like, warm and um, happy and optimistic where Ratchet is just the opposite it's cool tones and it's creepy and weird Mm. and a little bit harder harder look to it yeah so that was fun we did that right after but same time period in the same yeah it's like exactly the same time period like 18 months after the war ended something like that oh wow that's cool I wondered whether from the very beginning with Hollywood was it a conscious design decision to just make it it's so beautifully polished yeah, yeah it was. I was. think a lot of it is that it's that time period was incredibly glamorous. The post-war optimism was there. Women were wearing lipstick all through the war. It was like a it was rationed with your uniform. You got a lipstick with your uniform. It it promoted optimism and it made people feel happy. And so a lot of people said they wore red lipstick. I've had a couple of people said they wore red lipstick throughout the entire season of Hollywood with the exception of like when they're at home and I was like yeah because that's what people wore there was like four colors of red lipstick and that was it there wasn't any other shades yeah and it lent to the patriotism of the country and the colors of the wardrobe and 
a few people wore a little bit darker colors because it was influenced by the 30s still. Maybe a little bit of the more mature women wore a little bit of a darker red. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, a lot of it has to do with Simon Dennis as well, who is our cinematographer. And we used a Sony Venice camera, which has it gives you that real technicolor look. But that was conscientious. I mean, that was a there was a reason behind that. We wanted it to look like the films of that era. Yeah. And so the the guys look, I've had so many people ask me about how did you make the guys look so polished? And a lot of it had to do with, you know, incredible upkeep on the haircuts. You don't see a mm-hmm. lot of guys that are clean shaven nowadays and everybody was clean shaven. Yeah. They had a beautiful, this, this um, makeup that was tart. BB cream, uh, which has a little bit of SPF and mattifier and just a little bit of a little bit of color. So every but they're all incredibly beautiful people. I mean, there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that go into why people look that way they do. But also the lighting and the and the camera we used um, that camera and Simon are incredibly forgiving on lace and uh, Rock Hudson wore prosthetics. He wore six piece prosthetic Mm -hmm. makeup. And I had very, I think I only had one thing corrected in post from talking to Jason Piccioni, who's a head of Fuse Effects, who has been Ryan's longtime visual effects supervisor. He said there were very few corrections, which is great. We're getting to a place that HD cameras are starting to look more like film, which is fantastic. Fantastic. not having to pump the room full of atmos to make it not look so exactly <laughs> absolutely sharp all the time yeah it's it's i'm sure it's um been driving everybody slowly crazy so that's nice to hear yeah it's i think it's that's getting awesome. better that part of it's getting better i mean we started yeah ryan traded over to hd cameras on people versus oj because it was so much courtroom stuff he said i'll try it out there we mm. were still doing film on american horror story hotel Oh wow! And uh, he was just not giving it up. He was like, no, I want it to be film. I spend way too much mm. money trying to fix HD to look like what I want it to look like when I can spend that same amount of money on film. And yeah. he really drug his feet, which I loved. <laughs> and then yeah. when cameras, they showed that cameras could actually look better. The technology advanced enough that he was happy with the way things looked. And now they're just looking so much better. So it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just all about testing. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for the high definition, but not. There's just some things you just don't need to see. You don't want to see everything that clearly. It's nope, just, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with the pieces used on Rock, what was he? What was he wearing? He had a subtle six-piece prosthetic makeup, which was consisting of ears, a nose, eyelids, and a lower lip. And then later in the season, he wore a set of teeth because oh, the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Wilson wanted him to get his teeth redone, which that's a true story. A lot of the stuff that you see on that show is based on true character and personality. So a lot of people ask me like, (laughs) where did you find the research for that? It's like, well, that's kind of a well-known thing in many biographies that Henry Wilson was like that, or that Rock had his teeth done, or Vivian Lee was the way she was. And um, that was part of the whole thing of how Hollywood is really showing showing people stuff that maybe the public didn't know. Yeah. I really enjoy that aspect of getting to the end of working on a film and being, or a show and being like, God, I know so much more about that whole situation than I did when I started. Definitely. (laughs) Like things that you wouldn't normally research or look into or know about, you end up becoming really quite knowledgeable about those people or that era or that time. It's awesome. 
And Michelle, you had yes. a lot of upkeep with Jake, who played Rock. <laughs> a lot of color and cutting. His hair is kind of a monster if it's not tamed. Right. <laughs> like, really, really tamed. So, um, so yeah, we had a lot of that going on in the trailer. On top so of what color is he? Lighter, naturally? Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! So, who who did you have in wigs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well, should we say who didn't like, you have in a wig? <laughs> yeah, it's more like who didn't we have in wigs? Um, we did. Darren Chris was not in a wig. David Cornsweet was not in a wig. Joe Mantella was not, and Jake Picking was not. But Jeremy Pope, Dylan McDermott, Holland, Patty, Laura, Samara Weaving's three piece like a horseshoe, and Mira couple of wigs latifa a couple of wigs michelle krusik as anime wong wig and bang piece separately vivian lee different wigs yeah <laughs> everyone was kind of but i have to say also in terms of people coming in and sort of last minute as we do sometimes i i need to say it was not all custom wigs yeah it can't so, always be yeah no there was a lot of stock wigs and like if we could throw a front on something it would happen and yeah. if not you know got to figure it out last minute the eleanor like roosevelt so. wig was like three days oh, we made roosevelt. teeth for her yeah. i didn't obviously but vincent van dyke's guys made it as jason james made those teeth for vincent beautifully done teeth and that was i mean harriet had played eleanor many times on broadway i think wasn't that isn't that correct yeah, I guess it was because it was like three times already that she played. Oh, wow. Yeah, she just kind of came in, stepped into that role very well. And um, yeah. she'd never had that kind of a wig and she never had had teeth before. And so she was very excited about that. Yeah, well, it was the next level, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like, I called Rob Pickens in a moment of panic and I was like, I just need a hairline. This is what we're, yeah. and we're just, <laughs> it was nuts. I'm lucky he still talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? After everything so last minute, I'm like, well, now I need, yeah. and now I need, and now I need. Yeah, it was Rob Pickens and Natasha did Holland's wig, and Paul Huntley did Patty oh, LuPone's nice. wig. But Rob did the majority, That's, yeah. They're beautiful. I mean, I just couldn't stop looking at Avis's hairdo. That situation was amazing. I loved it. That was uh, my wonderful key, Barry Limo. So he knocked that out of the park. Yeah, she yeah, looks stunning. Just all of them. I mean, it's 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 so nice to watch something that is so pretty. Just every element. Just everyone's gorgeous. They're wearing beautiful costumes. The sets are amazing. And as you say, how they shot it, looking like Technicolor, like it was just bright and beautiful, and it was a lot of fun. And then it had such a lovely happy ending. So I know <laughs> a much preferred yeah. ending. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. really wanted, I mean, timely with the virus and everything. People were home. Mm -hmm. They were looking forward to watching something that was uplifting. And from several people mm -hmm. told me it was so satisfying and so sincere. I really, that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I loved it so much was it, it just was so, they, a lot of people watched it straight through, like all seven episodes straight through. It's how you really wanted it to be. I've actually had so much feedback about Anime Wong, which mm -hmm. um, I've had yeah. several of my friends that are from um, Asian backgrounds have been incredibly moved to write me these letters and saying how it's the first time they've seen themselves represented on screen. And I mean, it's just like so moving. And I've talked to Michelle Krusek, who played Anime Wong several times. I've sent her messages of like, this person 
wrote this to me. I wanted you to see it. Wow. Um, send it to Ryan. Ryan's like, that's why we do these things. And it's yeah. like, that's so cool. I mean, American Horror Story is an amazing project to work on. And it feeds back to my incredible love of horror and suspense and all that stuff rolled into one. But to have, you know, to have a show that you work on be so identifiable to so many different people and to say that it moved them is really mm-hmm. like, wow, this is so cool. This is such a cool project. I mean, we kind of knew it was going to be a cool project, but to then have your peers yeah. say back to you and to have like, you know, B Neil and Rick Baker email you and say, we love this show. This is an incredible show. Um, is like, Oh my God. So cool. <laughs> Super cool. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's cool. an incredibly neat part of it is to have somebody tell you that they they loved what you did is like really peers. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like when you said that people were able to just like bang out all seven episodes one after the other, I think it is because it is such a it is such a feel good situation. Like there are certain shows that mm-hmm. I can only watch one episode of because I'm like, oh, that was heavy. I mm-hmm. need a I need a break. <laughs> So okay. it's it's nice and refreshing to be able to watch something that is that makes you feel like that. That's awesome. I agree. Yeah. So Erin, now you're doing more producing work now and as a makeup designer on the same job, how how do you find a balance between those two roles? You know, a lot of it started back on NipTuck when I started working with Ryan is that he couldn't always be on set and he didn't always like having like a producer figure on set we had we had them for a little while Mm. and then he kind of started saying to me um things like you're my eyes and ears on set I want you to be able to say that's too much blood that's not the right amount of blood or I don't want that to happen and I want you to be responsible for that part of it and I was like you know to do it above to tell directors that and he was like yes and so (laughs) there'd been a there was a couple times when I when the directors said, no, 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 this is how I'm doing it. I'm the director. And then I got called into the office and said, it's your responsibility to stand up for what I want. And you're like, can you tell the director that? And I was like, oh my God, right? So I'd always be really, I'd always be really courteous about it, obviously. I'd say like, you know, I don't think Ryan really wants that much blood or I think we should probably not put a black eye on this character. And it kind of rolled into, I think, years of that, um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think on American Horror Story, it started to be like, what do you think we should do this? I'm like, we can do that with visual effects. We can do that. We can move on and we can do this in post and whatever. So it just kind of built on itself. And so it turned into Ryan saying, I'm going to do this at the show, you know, in New York. And can you staff it for me? Can you find the people to do the show? He didn't want to really have to think about the makeup aspect of it. Um, as far as getting people that would get along with him, that would get Ryan's philosophy and how he works. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then we would kind of like, I would talk to the makeup person or maybe there was a hair person or, or a personal or something and just kind of get going on it and keep an eye on the show. Um, Most of the people that I've hired to do that job have done such an incredible job that I haven't even had to like check back in with them. Like once they get going, it's like, Oh, they get these, they get the idea, they get the, the philosophy, they get the, Ryan Murphy world. So like Susie yeah. Diaz does, uh, does 911 and mm-hmm. Sherry Lawrence does Pose and she does The Politician in New York. Autumn Butler did the first season of Politician here. And so I, I ended up getting this, you know, producer credit because I was, I like to call it like an aesthetic producer because yeah. most of the time it's stuff that we're doing on set and I'm keeping an eye on stuff where people may say, I'm having problem getting this 
approved. Can you help me? Yes, I can. And I figure that out and I can help them that way. So a lot of it is that it's not necessarily me like as a line producer or like running money parts of it or anything. Mm -mm. It's more of like overseeing the look of shows for Ryan. Okay. So those two hats can kind of... yeah. They go hand go together in hand. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, okay. That's very helpful. And so a lot of it happens on set where I can say like, stop obsessing about that. That's fine. That's going to be great. You know, like just because I have an idea of what he likes. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of rolled into when he started the half initiative, which was including more women and minorities on set. It was super cool to see the way you want a set to look like. You wanted to see you want to see more men and women working together. You want to see African American and Asian and Hispanic people all working together. And that's how it's been since he started that program. And then yeah. I think once he realized that, he also realized that he wasn't having enough female directors and that was really lacking in female directors and and minority directors. So he started doing that. And then he also realized after that that he was that he should be including people within his company that have been with him for a really long time which led to Alexis Woodall Martin running Ryan Murphy Productions and also Lou Irick who is Ryan's costume designer since popular and myself mm-hmm. getting this this producer credit. So that's very cool. Yeah, we we help him out in all a lot of aspects of it. I know a lot of aspects of the show and the looks of the show and making sure that everything is running smoothly. Not to say we haven't had our bumps and we haven't had to go in there and like fix situations before we have had problems in the past where we've had to step in and actually do like firing stuff, which is mm. super hard and horrible. Yeah. But you learn from it and you grow from it. And um, I think people, um, I might, might be speaking for Michelle here, but I think that people feel like they can come to you with problems and you can fix them, or maybe they're not being heard in other aspects of being on a crew. I was going to say, it's great to have, uh, everyone needs an errand around. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, so what do you think? This is okay, right? You're going like, to oh, understand yeah. more than anyone where Michelle or someone from the makeup department or a more creative, like artist side is coming from. So that's awesome. I'm very honored. Like not only is she great to spend 18 hours a day with, but you can also ask her lots of other questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I really did. I mean, I, I really dig it. There's been a couple of times where I've run at the same time. I've been in charge of like three shows and then I rolled into a fourth show and I was like, I can't keep track of that many scripts because it was like 40 scripts at one point. And, um, and part of it, I realized (laughs) when you just keep adding more and more, like here, read these scripts, read these scripts. You're like, okay. And you're keeping track of it and you're trying to keep it in your brain, but it's the help of team members and working with department heads like Michelle and like Chris Clark and Sherry and Susie and everybody out there that are doing such beautiful work Vincent Van Dyke, who I can't do anything without as far as prosthetics go, and being a and being a moral support as well. It's uh, very rewarding. I mean, even with all that stress, it's very rewarding. And I, yeah, I couldn't imagine my career being at this place with being having doing producing stuff as well. But yeah. super honored and happy about it. Yeah, and I think most like most of more the challenging things do end up being the things that you feel most proud of. I think. Oh yeah. Like, well, you got through, we got through that again. We, we yeah. did it again. It's great. I, I, and then there's the, always the line of, it wasn't 
this hard last year. Yes, it was. We say this every year. <laughs> that's so true. That, that's that's something in the brain that happens, though, doesn't? Don't women do that yeah. with childbirth? Yeah. They forget all the like a lot of the details, yeah. so they go and do it again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then it feels it's then it feels so daunting. Like, oh, I wish it was last year because that feels really comfortable now. <laughs> so true. So, American Horror Story is going for another season, yeah, number ten. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it. I think it's supposed yeah, to go for cool. for a few more, actually. But I think it's signed yeah. to thirteen. Well, that's a good number. Yeah. For horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, see, all of a sudden it was like announced that they were going to do American Horror Stories now too. There was going to be another mm-hmm. a whole separate spinoff where it's like kind of like Amazing Stories, where each episode is a completely different story. Which I love oh, that that's idea. Cool. Yeah. So they're so, like yeah. short stories within a season. Yeah. So that would be neat. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. So we'll see. I was going to say because you guys both did a season of Nine One One together. Mm-hmm. And I was going to mm-hmm. ask, how is that? I mean, obviously, it's quite a different show from something like American Horror Story. But hair and makeup wise, was it still? Were you still coming across those challenges and things? And it was really fun. We had a lot of fun together. I for hair, it was fairly straightforward, mm-hmm. but there was always, you know, there's like tons of doubles, and it's a lot of work and multiple units and you know all that stuff still, and kind of creating these catastrophes. There was like, I think each catastrophe kind of, is that the right word to use? <laughs> Incidents. <laughs> um, they all presented their own challenges. Like I know, ma- I feel like makeup probably more than hair. Recreating that oh, yeah, snake. That was, that- <clears throat> the snakes were so beautiful. I mean, you guys did a lot, a lot of work with that. Uh, I think it was, we were coming that. off of, um, we were coming off of, uh, of cult and that was so hard. And I think nine one one seemed a little bit more sedate and straightforward. And we were kind of pulling a lot of stuff from Vincent's shop of him having to create stuff in just a few days time. But the snake was really beautiful. And the, the baby was awesome. Amazing. <laughs> the cast is so sweet and lovely and fun. Yeah. And fun. Yeah, I think we got to have um, a little bit of space to breathe yeah. and laugh more. Yeah, Definitely. I think that's needed every now and again, isn't it? Just the, having that variety of different work coming along keeps you sane. Definitely, it switches up your brain a little bit. And I mean, the the, the heightened part, I think, of, of 911 is that this stunt work on that is all practical. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like at one point there was, you know, somebody jumping off a roof and into a balcony and knocking somebody over that was trying to jump off the building. And they did that all practically. I mean, it, there was cables, but... It was mm-hmm. insane. I mean, there was so a lot of it was coming up with stunt doubles, I think was a lot of it. So Michelle, most, mostly Michelle. That's always challenging, especially when it's, you're know, seeing them for the first time that morning and you're like, oh, mm, you don't work. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, that's exactly. always the most I think Mark fun. Was, uh, was really, really amazing at that, though, the stunt coordinator for that first season. He was great about bringing people in that looked very similar. We had the same kind of group of people that were doubling all different people. So, I just had a flashback of Mark teasing me on Horror Story that he was texting me something ridiculous that there was this stunt coming up and I had no clue what he was talking about and he was watching me from across oh. like <laughs> just watching me from across the way laughing because he was watching all my expressions and like how I was texting him back with such like fury in my shoulders like you can't throw this at me he's hilarious messing with the hair check we work around really fun people that's not he's like i'm just kidding i'm just watching you i was like oh my god relief oh thank god (laughs) 
Yeah. That's very <laughs> cool. Fun. When you guys are finding artists to put your team together, what are you guys normally looking for? I mean, the talent, the talent part is, is really important. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody that gets us, um, that seems you know, somebody fit. that is fun to hang out with for a really long time. That's part of it. Yes. I mean, it's, I think it's like with every show, it's, you're just, you're bringing people in that have your back. I know that the people that I hire, I want them to be able to do prosthetics as well as beauty makeup. I want them to be able mm-hmm. to do beard laying and, you know, do cuts and bruises, and injuries, all that stuff. Because a lot of times I'm saying, this is your character. This is what I want. They'll send me a picture. I'll say, pump it up or take it down or whatever. But I don't want to have to be hand holding. Mm-hmm. my team members because I have too much going on. So I want somebody to have a good sense of, you know, being independent and, and making decisions on their own. And I can always fine tune from there. So I, I, I like people that, you know, are a reasonably self-sufficient self-sufficient <laughs> and confident. Creative and can read my yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're always like, Michelle, you need to speak, speak, tell us what you want. I- I know I got to communicate. It's like, ah, but yeah. Or like, you know, wig work mm. is big. You have to at least be able to put one on, you know, if we throw one at you yeah. or match something, recreate something, very chill personalities, nice people to be around and people who care as much as yeah. you do yeah. about the show you're working on. I'm like, the worst thing I can hear is like, well, it's a paycheck. Yeah. Oh. Like that's, really hard for me because we um I think we take what we do pretty seriously and you know and the good at team the, our, yeah. our main teams I think across the board our main teams have been incredibly excellent excellent um yeah we do get yes. you know like on Hollywood Michelle and I had 40 plus makeup and hair people on any given day mm-hmm. making 350 people look mm-hmm. incredibly put together and beautiful in 1947 48 looks yeah. I would not bring back certain people if I heard that they were saying things to younger artists like how did you get on here or um who did you talk <laughs> yeah. to or schmooze to get on this job yeah. I've been trying to get on oh, this job for God. I've been trying to get in with these people forever and you just waltz in here I I mean that happened a few times I'm like they're not coming back I mean that just doesn't work for me I want newer people who probably maybe have been doing makeup even longer than people that are saying those kind of things. They just have gotten in the union recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I want everybody to feel comfortable. I want everybody to have a good time. And I'm always, I've always have my ear open. I always know what's going on with everybody. So no matter how many people are there. This is a strange attitude to take. I just, uh, I feel like I'm that person that when I see someone maybe that I haven't worked with before or that's new into the union or they're young or something, I'm I'm like, oh, I wonder what they can do that I can't. And like, I wonder what I can mm-hmm. learn from them. And I wonder what they, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like fresh meat, like fresh talent. This is awesome. I find that more exciting than, oh, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. Anyway. We had incredible hairstylists all around, but there was a few that, Things would like some gorgeous hair would stand out in the background, let's say, or whatever. And I would just be like, who did that? And it was, you know, there was a lot of newer people showing some drop dead gorgeous work. And it was really fun to meet new people and see, you know, see what everyone can do. But everyone across the board was great. It was just, you know, there was some moments where there'd be a newer member that 
was just like, really? I did that. It was very exciting. Oh, that's cool. That would have <laughs> made cool, their yeah. day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yay. So I guess I yeah. just wanted to ask you also, what have you guys got coming out? You mentioned that you've got, like, Ratchet's not out yet, is it? No. Isn't that in the fall? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've got that to look forward to. Michelle mentioned to me that you guys worked on Run. Yes. We did a movie together. Yes. That's cool. That was actually really fun too. We were up in Winnipeg for that. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Freezing. Oh, in the winter? Oh, ladies. So much fun. Come on. Yeah, we went straight, literally straight from Apocalypse. Erin had her huge McCash Bash Halloween party. And like the very next morning at the crack of dawn, like the everyone was packing, you know, out of the the not Hollywood the horror story trailer from Apocalypse, and Erin and I were like she got on a, a plane right from the party. Oh we got on the yeah. plane. It's very rock <laughs> to and roll. <laughs> it was a little rock and roll. It was <laughs> like like shipped off to sixteen degrees. We're like woohoo! Yeah, how is that here. to work in? We pretty much kept our mouths shut because those guys had a huge winter ahead of them still. Yeah. Yeah, we were getting out. Ours was pretty mild when we were up there, but Doug Morrow was the department head of makeup. And Pina Robinson was the department head of And it was basically just the four of us on the entire film, and we had so much fun. Michelle and I had really great little apartments in Winnipeg, and Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time watching the snow come down. It snowed probably like 85% of the time we were up there. Oh, it's like wow. every day you would wake up and it was snowing. It's like, how is There's this possible? There's a couple times where Sarah was having to work outside and she couldn't even say her lines like her mouth was frozen open. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, we were in like, we could barely move because we were in so many layers and she in was In like a sweater really... outside. But it was yeah. really fun. It's, it's gonna, it was supposed to come out, unfortunately, poor Anish, Mother's Day. It was supposed to come out on Mother's Day because it's based on a mother-daughter relationship. And um, they had to push it. So um, I'm not sure when it's going to come out now. Um, Maybe this fall? I don't know when We have to wait and see. Well, we'll look forward to it. That's cool. Well, it's something to look forward to for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you guys if there was a tool or a product that you would not want to work without. I'm laughing. There's so many. I get it. (laughs) But... The standout um, one that you're just like, if you took this off me, I would die. I mean, I, I know for, you know, the basis of what we do with prosthetics, I know, that, like I said before, Opsite is huge for me. That helps with everything. So many different things like pulling an eye down or like making it into aging, uh, you know, de-aging tapes for the back of the neck or um, mm-hmm. that's a product I really love. I love all the PPI products, premier products, their glues and their paints. Senna makes a uh, beautiful, I'm obsessed with it. And they've, they just keep sending it to me because I love it so much. Um, <laughs> they're cheeky and uplift is the, it's this color. It's a very, very, very light pink. And I like to put it around the eyes um, on people to make them get, look a little bit more refreshed. And um, Sarah Paulson calls it, she calls it magic. <laughs> everyone's got to have a bit of magic in the makeup bag yeah it's really it's really pretty and i i really like that a lot what about you Michelle? what do you what's your thing yeah yeah i mean i'm always like with my tiny ys park metal tail comb mm-hmm. or like a pick comb um tint brush a wooden tint brush always obsessive with flyaways um <laughs> 
and God, I don't know, a, you know, a Mason Pearson, uh, definitely dust it. Dust it is, I mean, I love that stuff. Uh, <laughs> R&Co hairspray <laughs> depends on what we're doing, you Absolutely. know, it really does. And like people, the PPI uh, adhesive is one of my favorites. KD one fifty one, like you know, there's so many. Oh, and I can't live without an an orange stick. <laughs> well, there you go. I lay I lay lace with okay. it with an orange. Take the orange, orange stick, stick off Michelle, and that. she's gonna cry. Yeah, I see so many people doing lace work, and it, hers is so beautiful. And anytime you don't have to correct Thank something you. with visual effects is which yeah. happens all the time, but. Um, oh, yeah. If you don't need to spend the extra money on it, why not? It's it's mm. you know, she does beautiful lace work. Thank you. That's always my well, goal. You're I welcome. Tell everyone. You're welcome. And I'm like, no one is. There is no post. Forget about post. Yeah. If anything, you're, they're going to knock some shine mm-hmm. off a little glue. If you if you you know like forget about post. Yeah. Well thing where you know if you have a good relationship with your post department with your visual effects department and you can text them and say like, Hey, can you keep an eye out for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Some things are that's out of control, fix, but yeah. that's an easy fix, but that's an easy fix times, you know, every frame is a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. yeah. Just do it right in the first place. <laughs> just going back. I just want to go back, Michelle, and ask you, cause you were talking about, um, you know, what you look for in a team and stuff like that and people that can deal with wigs. And I don't know if you feel the same, but I, I, I feel that there's a real, nobody, there's, yeah, yeah, there's a real lack in wig knowledge and how to just from start to finish with wigs. And I'm just curious as to how we can, how we can help the situation because I I just feel like so much more training needs to happen for our hairstylists. And I think they want it. Like I, yes, the, the need and the want is, is there. I just, I mean, you'll be doing your part with everybody that you come across, showing them how you like it to be done, which is the training within itself. So that's awesome. Well, also, I feel bad when I'm like, okay, this needs to happen or this wig, blah, blah, blah. And I see that someone doesn't know or they're Mm. scared. And, you know, they more often than not are just like, it's, I'm happy to learn. I want to learn, but it's not something I ever have had experience in. And I love showing them when there's time, the when time. things are insane and you yeah. can't just throw something at someone. Um, that's really hard. But I kind of have been saying for a while, like, I feel like there needs to be at least a beginner mandatory type class, I think. So everyone just knows at least how to put on yeah. a stunt wig. Because I mean, honestly, that's, that's what I'm talking about mm. is I've run into a lot of issues with someone just being like, I absolutely don't know what to do yeah. with this for a stunt. Um, so there's, you know, that's really important. Forget about the laying of lace and all of that, yeah. because that's another story. But yeah, no, I've noticed a real issue with it. And like I said, I feel bad. I mean, I guess I feel the fear when you ask someone to do that and they don't know what to do. And I just, I feel bad. Yeah. I mean, you want to give them that knowledge to be able to be like, be empowered by by being able to go like, yes, I can do this. I've got it. Don't worry about it. I'm good. But I feel like it's also too, like you can, someone can go to a class and you can, or you can show them like once or twice or something, but it's that repetitive nature. They need to be able to you know yeah. even if it's just that one stunt person for three weeks putting that wig on every day just to have yes. that repetitive action of being able to learn how to do it 
Yeah, I definitely, you know, if there's people who are working with us that need more help in, in one way or another with, especially with wigs, I'm always like, take this stunt double. This is your stunt double, you know, like it's the best place. It's the best uh, way to practice because you could just keep working and perfecting this stunt double. Unless it's 600 pairs of bangs that somebody put on as a wig. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a story? Oh, is there a story oh, behind this? Oh, is there ever? <laughs> I love that when I'm like my head sometimes is going to like blow off of my body and like roll off stage and Aaron is trying to control the laughter in it because <laughs> there's been some real oh moments. God. Oh my god. That was the be- that was okay, now I'm laughing at it of course, but <laughs> And I'm not sure how far into that story I should go, except for saying that I looked at her like my head was going to fall off and she was trying to control her laughter. And I was like, I need you to dirty necklines for me right now. Oh my God. I'm crying right now. I can't believe it. On the side of defending people that are trying to do something correct. It was one of those things like, here is six stunt guys that have to be, that have to have hair coming out of the back of their helmets okay and it was a yeah. lot of and like take and create like here's and a do. here's a bin of hair like figured out yeah. but it was oh my god it was so funny it was just like six sixty five like bang sets that have been glued all over someone's head to make a wig like all together in like a line and wrapped uh, around okay. and, and and it was a moment of you know um we have to let this go, yeah. but I'm going to drag Aaron through the mud with me to, <laughs> to try and save the day because, you know, because Lady Gaga's waiting and we oh have to God. do this right now. See, that's teamwork right there. You guys obviously work well as a team. I find Michelle's, Michelle's stress levels hilarious because she turns into this like, oh my God, Aaron. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to die right now. I'm going to die. I'm, gonna, I'm just trying to hold it together. I'm like, hey, what do you need me to do? No, I could see it. It was like your whole body was about because to it was so. <laughs> I know. It was a moment of panic. I was like, I'm walking on set and you're like, what the F is that? And I think we are in costumes like Sarah Dustrego is like, Oh, that's pretty funny. And I was like, no, it isn't. And I literally just ran straight for you. And I was like, please save the day, please. Oh, my God. It still haunts my dreams. I don't even know what to say. It still haunts my dreams. It happens, doesn't it? I mean, it happens. (laughs) You have to learn to breathe. Literally, this is like constant. On American Horror Story or any of Ryan's shows, you're just hearing like, (laughs) Erin! Aaron saves the day. You guys all are the a good time. team, though. That's cool. That's great. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. Um, and who would you guys like to hear on the podcast? Oh, I'd like to hear some Deborah Denevere. As far as oh yeah, goes, I always like to hear some Vivian Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to add to me. Yeah, V always V. And, and Camille yeah. Friend, of course. She might be a great person to have yeah. on too. Camille would be great. I want to say Yolanda Oh, yeah, Tuesday. that'd be great. Yolanda Terry Belial. Mm-hmm. There's Giorgio. so many yes. great people. I Bill know, Ryan. there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I know. so many. I just always love to ask. But, yeah, 
That's awesome. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. This has been brilliant. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm glad I figured out all the uh, complexities of podcast (laughs) (laughs) You did very well. (laughs) Now we're all technical geniuses. For links to see more of Michelle and Erin's work, go to our Instagram at The Last Looks Podcast or the episode notes page on our website, www.thelastlookspodcast.com. The Last Looks Podcast would like to thank Brett Stanley and Sabrina Castro, the song Fun Time by DJ Quads. Thanks for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap, people.